Hello, and welcome to this podcast looking at patient involvement and guidelines. I'm Phil Cornford. I'm a urologist in Liverpool, and I am the EAU Guideline Office patient champion. With me is Eric Bryars. He is our patient representative from the Prostate Cancer Panel. Yes. So can you tell me why you think it's important to have patients on a guideline panel? It, it is extremely important because you have uh, the extreme specialists that are present there, but hopefully no one of them has ever had to live through the disease itself. And uh, living the disease itself gives you other sensitivities. And sometimes also your opinions might deviate from evidence because evidence is not personal, it is statistic. And patients might have other preferences. And the task of the patient present in the guidelines committee is to bring these preferences and eventually open that discussion. With, although we know it's evidence-based, so it's not that we want to push our opinions through. So can you give me examples of how unmet needs uh, were introduced into the guideline process? Well, one of our, if you may call it unmet needs, is where the side effects of a treatment are perhaps underexposed. Although we know that this might be inevitable until we have evidence of other possibilities that supersede this. And this is particularly so in androgen deprivation therapy. The side effects of that are not always well explained to patients regarding his sexual life with androgen deprivation therapy. Eventually, the consequences for his general health, bone demineralization and others. And this is something that uh, we hope will find a solution in the future with evidence where we will dare not use androgen deprivation therapy, certainly in some treatment combinations. And you've been involved with UPA-UMO, and they've been very active in collecting patient uh, out reported outcomes. Yes. And how have you fed that into the system? Well, the patient reported outcomes, the UPROMS 1 and 2, that Europa Woma has collected in notably 5,500 patients so far in the two series, is showing that the side effects, not just of engine deprivation therapy, but of treatments in general for prostate cancer, have a huge effect on the life of men. And what we find are found in this uh, uh, study is that the clinician has a tendency to underestimate the consequences of the treatments uh, because these patients were so many that statistically it is a good indication of the reality. But you, don't you think it's also a bit true that patients tend to underplay their uh, side effects in front of the doctor. Absolutely, because a patient likes to please the doctor, if I may say so, and they don't want to be unpleasant because of the position of the patient is, I'm sitting here with a doctor who has perhaps saved my life. And so if he asks, are you well? Yes, I'm feeling well, because I compare that with what might have happened to me if I was not treated. So, sure, it is not uh, a question that uh, doctors did not correctly um, communicate the consequences or the statistics, but that 
the patient is free to answer in the studies, the Ukrams 1 and 2, because there's no one overwatching him. They are at home, quietly answering the questionnaire. Well, I think as well as that, I think there is a, a fear from patients, particularly with more advanced disease, that if they're getting side effects, they might have the treatment stopped. And then they worry about the fact that, well, what else is there? And so if you're going to withdraw this uh, treatment because of side effects, I'm not going to tell you about the side effects. I prefer to cope mm -hmm. because I think it's doing me good. Uh, the, the position for the patient in the treatment is, of course, that he clings on to life. He clings on to what he has and he will um, take whatever is proposed. And he knows there are side effects, but he really... At the moment he decides to go for it, he is not thinking of this side effect might make me stop. This can come because he will live the side effects and that will cause and should cause a new discussion with the treating physician and to see can we do something about the side effects? Is it bad enough to stop or is your disease by now advanced so much that we better stop okay. and that we go for end of life? Thinking about something slightly different... How do you think that patients can help uh, ease communication to make this better as a two-way street between doctors uh, and uh, the patients themselves? Um, well, as patient organizations, we, and this is indirect, we already counsel patients who uh, are in trouble with their decision. But that is where we have to catch up, where it did not go as desired. Because one of the issues in advising patients like we try to do and you do in this decision-making process is the wide variety of patients. You have patients who uh, have an education <laughs> and who understand easily what's coming up to them. But you have perhaps a third of the patients who really struggle to understand even rather simple concepts and side effects. And we will have to work together to find ways to communicate better to this variety of patients. For the, the top group, they find language between them. That's not the issue. The issue is this group of 30% who even don't, will not understand why they should have early detection. And what about reducing practice between different things by educating patients? D. Reducing variation in practice. Um, you mean in, in the treatments they yes, get? Yes, between different centers. Yeah. Well, if you want to have communication, you need to have a common... Um, it's easier if you have a more standardized way of looking at them, and the guidelines deliver this. So the basis of uh, the communication and to explain to patients what is coming on to them should be the guidelines, because there, there are the arguments to uh, why this treatment proposal is done. So that should be the basis of the communication with the patient. And it has to be adapted to the level of the patient. So how do you think that the future will change with patient involvement? Well, we will see that quite soon, because the, we can expect that at European level, there will be an advice to do early detection. But to get that right, patient involvement will be absolutely necessary because 
you, you can say we will do early detection on patients, but if you have no um, patients that are motivated to do it, that are aware that it's necessary, and that accept that it's a mild thing, not disturbing their private life, not killing them, then we will advance. But it is absolutely needed that the patients will be involved. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want more, please look at the website or download further podcasts from your usual podcast provider.